Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Friday, the 6th of January. First up, Jordan Peterson strikes back against insane woke college with new lawsuits. Uh, there's been some developments with the Jordan B. Peterson uh, case, including him striking back and, and filing suit against the college or the association and his release of the actual receipts, the actual complaints against him. And they're just as pathetic and spurious as you might expect, but important nonetheless, because they are the actual receipts. Uh, before we get into that, just a super quick, uh, super quick reminder that coffeebrandcoffee.com is my coffee company. We've got Almost 15 available coffees are now a dozen organic loose leaf teas, four different delicious cocoa flavors. We've got K-Cups. And this coming up is closing out for the, uh, probably this week, all these Christmas flavors will be coming off the website. So your last chance to get the peppermint mocha, the white chocolate cranberry, the Santa's helper, eggnog. Um, we've already sold out of both spiked jack lantern and pumpkin spice. So if you're thinking about trying to, obviously our best seller is a blueberry cobbler. Maybe pick that up. Um, our regular flavors too, our light roast 002, our dark roast 004. Uh, it supports the channel. It helps immensely. And I think you really like it. Now, you can always read the reviews, by the way, which is now over, I think, what, 3,000, 3,068, uh, with like 99% of them being five stars. So, yeah, pretty good stuff. Promo code the quartering to save, by the way, too. Now, Jordan Peterson released. Here are all the docu- here's all the documentation relevant to the Ontario College of Psychologists' decision to require me to undergo mandatory media use re-education with one of their quote experts. Take note, uh, Pierre Polyver and Justin Trudeau, and he actually just linked a Google Doc, which is you know see a link to that, and I'm like I don't want to click that. But uh, Jordan Peterson is a bit of a boomer, so it's fine. Um, Now, here's the actual records. I have included all relevant correspondence, removing only administrative material duplicated across complaints and redacted only identifiers, the complaints which are not part of public record. I believe I'm within my rights and acting in accordance with ethical standards that govern appropriate professional conduct in the spirit and relationship to the letter of the law. The college has been levying accusations and conducting investigations in relationship to me since 2017. Although I was not once, although not once in the 20 years I operated as a clinical psychologist before my rise to public awareness. I will make the details of those public as well if it seems useful and necessary. For the sale of simplicity, for the sake of simplicity, I am concentrating on the 2022 actions for now. So now you see the actual complaints. So here's an actual complaint. All right, this form has been su- submitted. So he gets a copy of this. Um, the person regarding the complaint uh, doesn't even list their address or anything. I mean, I'm not saying I need it to cover it, but I am saying that it's not there, um, even redacted. Um, and you see the complaint. Peterson encouraged someone to end themselves on Twitter. Okay. A screenshot. They even acknowledge, I understand I'm filing a formal complaint against Jordan B. Peterson with the Registrar of the College of Psychologists. So somebody went to this website and took a screenshot of his tweet and complained about it. 
Here's another one. To whom it may concern, it is against every ethical standard and best practice in the United U.S. National Association of Social Workers Code. By the way, he, this person doesn't even know he's not from the United States or he's not governed by the United States, apparently. Um, to make light, encourage, or even joke about the reference topic of self-deletion in a manner that is not grounded in safety, prevention, evidence-based therapeutic intervention. I am sure that Canada's standards of professional psychology social work are similar. I'm not going to research it, though. I'm just going to file this complaint. Here's the tweet. The college also included uh, these tweets as part of their complaint later on 3-7-2022. When notified of the complaint, Dr. Peterson responded in part as follows on February 16th. I read it. Go ahead and investigate. Take whatever steps you deem necessary. I'm simply not going to spend hours and days required to undergo the unbelievably stressful process unnecessary to respond to this formally because one of the millions of people who follow me on social media took offense to one thing I said at one point. The college should understand clearly it is not in everyone's best interest for its entire bureaucratic process of investigation to be leveraged against its constituent professionals in this manner. So no, I'm not going to defend myself. Do whatever you want. Shortly after sending this email, Dr. Peterson tweeted the following, uh, talking about the investigation, and so on and so forth. Here's another complaint. Dr. Peterson has publicly opined that the children's aid safety intervention is required in a public review of Ottawa trucker protest. Well, well, well. Here's the tweet. A summary of actions and interactions undertaken by the college sent to me. You see... All this stuff, as part of my re report, I'm going to attach the following document. All these suits. Imagine your job. Like, oh, here's all these things. Oh, he's on Joe Rogan. He didn't, we didn't like this. Here's a transcript. Joe Rogan Experience podcast. You have to like defend yourself all the time, constantly. Because a couple of losers on the internet like take offense to you. Like, it's, it's insane. The issues, disgraceful, dishonorable, unprofessional conduct. Provision of information to the public. Here's another complaint. I'm writing to request the college establish whether Dr. Jordan Peterson has violated college standards and regulations during his four-hour interview on the Joe Rogan experience. I mean, look at the, all this time somebody with timestamps and they're just getting offended professionally and they're doing this for free. That's the crazy thing about this. Like, I know that there are like, I mean, I see it on a smaller scale where there are like tightly, tightly nipped groups of people that really hate me and they really, really think that they're getting over on me by spending all day obsessing about every little thing I do, every little mistake I make, every little... But what they don't realize is they're actually my biggest fans. And at the end of the day, they've dedicated their lives to me. And that's what these people are too with Jordan, except he's got way more. You know, like, oh no, he called somebody a prick. So here's a complaint immediately. Conversations about fellow colleagues just dismayed in seeing in the public domain embarrassed to be the same college as him. Embarrassment to be a professional that calls himself a psychologist because he called somebody a prick. I'm not going to go through this whole thing because it's he linked it and you, you can read it, but it's like, you know, 56 pages of nothing burgers. It's absolute hilariously nothing burger after nothing burger. So now... The court filing by Jordan Peterson against the College of Psychologists of Ontario. 
Peterson has been ordered to undergo training on how he should conduct himself on social media after a series of complaints were made unrelated to his work as a psychologist. That's kind of the big deal. In fact, most of the complaints were about political statements Peterson had made on Twitter or about the Joe Rogan podcast. We decided the best way to challenge this would be in the courts on the constitutional grounds, Peterson said, uh, told The Sun on Thursday. I don't trust the process of the college and no one should. Peterson has made much of the material against him available and is trying to push back against what he considers and what I consider an overreach by the college under Ontario law. The college was established to set standards for practice and issue licenses, but Peterson believes they have ventured into policing speech unrelated to the practice of psychology. By the way, this is obviously a developing story. If you're enjoying my coverage, please leave a like on the video. And if you haven't yet, there's a subscribe button down below. I would greatly, greatly appreciate if uh, I could earn your subscription today. The notice of application filed by Pearson's legal team seeks an order uh, quashing the decision of the Inquiries, Complaints, and Reports Committee of the College of Psychologists of Ontario, which was dated November 22nd, 2022. Uh, the order is a, the Certorari, I don't know exactly how to pronounce that, Certorari, Certorari, order is a review by a higher court of a lower court ruling. Peterson has filed with the Ontario Superior Court of Justice for review of the ruling by the college, which acts as a quasi-judicial body backed up by a legislative framework governed by the Providence of Ontario. Essentially, the college is saying that, you know, they're acting as a gatekeeper and they're saying, well, we don't like the political opinions that you're espousing, so we want to make sure that you can't work. You know, like that's, that's essentially what this is. And so he is struck back now and said, all right, well, let's go to court. Let's make this a big deal. And I think that's smart of him. First of all, it's going to build his cachet, right? Build his brand. And there are certain fights that only he can fight at this scale. And, you know, I worry about his mental health uh, because it just seems like, you know, he's had a rough go. But um, sometimes, at, you know, at the top where he is, you're the only guy that can fight this fight. And, and the fact that he's willing to fight it he doesn't really need to. I mean, he's probably got a bank account full of cash, um, overflowing with cash. He probably never has to work again. Um, and he doesn't need his license probably anymore. He makes more money creating content or doing speaking tours or whatever, but it's a matter of principle and, and few people are willing to, to go to the mat for principle these days. And so I definitely support Jordan B. Peterson. I will be covering this, his uh, impending court battle to overturn this. And well, eventually we'll see if they try to renew or remove his, revoke his license to practice, uh, which would be, I think, a, obviously a huge mistake. But sometimes you don't want to interrupt your opponents when they're making mistakes. And uh, I think all this does is shine more light onto the authoritarian state that not just Canadians, but uh, people around the world uh, are, are facing the policing of speech and uh, defining words as harmful and things of that nature. Um, I feel like Jordan's done his part already to fight this fight. It sucks that he has to be redrafted into, into, into part two, but uh, he has my wholehearted support, and I know of my viewer, my viewers will also support him in this. And next up today, Anthony Fauci issues terrified response to Elon Musk and admits weird god complex. Today is the day, allegedly, I guess, on the last day of the week, the news week. I suspect maybe around 3, 4 o'clock, 
Eastern time, we may get the potential file drop. But Elon Musk has teased and confirmed, I guess, that we would be seeing some Fauci files this week on Twitter. Now, does that mean anything direct communications from Dr. Anthony Fauci? Probably not between him and Twitter, but certainly his office, I'd be willing to bet, existed. Um, We've seen on lengthy display um, that just a sheer number of communications from every level of government infringing on Americans' First Amendment rights through the using the tool of social media. So why wouldn't uh, Fauci have done it? Uh, and as we eagerly await the drop, it seems like Anthony Fauci may be a little nervous as he's, he's responded to things. Elon Musk said he will release the Fauci files on Twitter this week. This was on Tuesday, this article was written, okay? Um, this was a run-up. New Twitter post, boss Elon Musk pledged he would release the Fauci files sometime within the next few days. The latest escalation in his battle on Dr. Anthony Fauci. Um, hope you're having a great day one 2023, Musk tweeted on New Year's Day, adding, one thing's for sure, it won't be boring. Musk, Musk's vow to dump more dirt came after Juanita Broderick, the former nursing home administrator who alleged uh, that Mr. Bill did some terrible things, posted a response waiting for hashtag Fauci files, and Musk replied later this week. We've already had several really high-profile um, Twitter dumps. And one thing that's concerning to me is everything that's going on with this uh, vote for speaker. Um, obviously all the pageantry around the worst day in American history. Um, I hope that our lawmakers, uh, are paying attention to these leaks and, uh, I plan to do something about them. Probably won't, but I still think there's value. I'm not blackpilled on it. A lot of people say, ah, well, they won't do anything. Look, You might be right if you feel that way. Heck, you probably are right. But I still think there's a ton of value in having confirmation because it gives people faith and fuel to keep pushing for truth when something just doesn't feel right. And it's important to have some of your suspicions formally validated so that you can keep pushing forward and keep demanding answers. And not let these people gaslight you into, you know, giving up um, the search for truth. Of course, last week, Musk revealed that his former employees had maintained a Slack channel. You see today the, the hashtag of, you know, Fauci files absolutely, uh, uh, you know, going wild. People want to know what's going on. Certainly, I would hope that there be some deep dive investigation um, you know, you have the media like Wall Street Chronicle um, crying their eyes out. Oh, Anthony Fauci didn't give get the hero's send off he deserved. The man is not a hero. Okay, first of all, uh, pretty sure he was one of the highest, if not the highest, paid federal employee in the government. Right, one of the highest paid people, plus all of his uh, commissions or kickbacks or whatever they're called that he doesn't have to report that he supposedly donates, but nobody knows about, right? All these, all these potential deals he made with these drug companies. I don't know if he did or didn't do them, but I, I guess we'll never know, right? Without a formal investigation. And even then we probably won't know. So no, the guy's not a hero. I, you're not a hero for doing your job, okay? Going above and beyond, like even just putting on the badge as a police officer doesn't make you a hero, okay? But going above and beyond and putting yourself in harm's way that's 
the stuff that makes heroes, right? And and Dr. Anthony Fauci did not do any of those things, did he? Um, he 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 said, "I am the science," or something along those lines. You know, he floundered under scrutiny. Uh, he you know endorsed ridiculous lockdowns in this country. He destroyed people's businesses, livelihoods, and lives. The man is not a hero. The furthest thing from a hero. He was a guy that did a job and did it poorly, in my opinion. Well, now he has responded. Dr. Anthony Fauci left his post at the gov- as the government's top infectious disease expert last week. That hasn't stopped the, bla- the attacks from high-profile critics like Twitter owner Elon Musk on Sunday. Musk tweeted that this week he released the so-called Fauci files, thought to be an internal Twitter documents, though their content and relevance is unclear. I have no idea what Musk is talking about. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation, conspiracy theories, and disinformation going on. Oh yeah, like the laptop, right? Remember that? Remember how that was all? Everybody knew 50, 65 intelligence agents. By the way, why aren't they all in prison? They knew that that thing was real and they signed that paperwork anyway and fed it to the American people. Does anybody even remember the people on that list? I don't. But they signed their name to it. And in my opinion, many of them knew it was fake. Right? I have nothing to say to him. I don't understand what he's doing. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, people watching their gra- having to watch their grandparents die through a Zoom call in a hospital alone because they won't let him in there. That's unfortunate, Anthony Fauci. Getting some criticism, that's, called do- that's part of the job. In December, Musk tweeted, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci, and suggested that he had unearthed messages between Twitter executives and government health officials that related to their handling of the lockdowns. I don't know if he suggested that, quite frankly, but... That's just my interpretation. That's CBS's interpretation. You can decide who you want to believe. Quote, I don't have a clue what he's talking about, Fauci told CBS News Washington correspondent Major Garnet Garrett this week's episode of The Takeout. The interview was Fauci's first since leaving the government's post. I just don't have any idea why people might want to prosecute me, he said. House Republicans, who will have subpoena power in the new Congress, have said they want to investigate the Biden administration handling the lockdowns, and that means that Fauci, a lightning rod for conservatives, is almost certain to be called to testify. I'm sure he has immunity, just like all these drug companies too. Um, Fauci said that he and his family continue to receive threats. By the way, disavow, uh, but don't feel bad for you, you know? You mean like the ones where, you know, governors were, were well, whatever. I'm, it's not okay, um, but I don't feel bad for you. I think that's a fair response. That's, uh, that's, I'm just being honest. He still has a protective detail paid for by the United States taxpayer, by the way. Provided by the U.S. Marshals at taxpayer expense. Okay, good. All right, well, at least they said that. I'd hate to think that for the rest of my life, I was going to have to have people who are crazy enough to want to harm me and have have and I have done things that have saved millions of lives. This guy's an egomaniac. Let me read that again. This is his word, not mine. 
I hate to think that for the rest of my life, I was going to have people who are crazy enough to want to harm me because I have done things that have saved millions of lives. This guy has a, I mean, this is also the guy that has um, uh, pictures and portraits of himself. This guy, I bet you refers to himself in the third person constantly. Just think about saying that. Does a hero say that? This, did Superman going around go around saying like the McDonald's sign? Three hundred and seventeen people saved today. Like, was he? Does Superman keep count of everybody he saved? Did did um, military, uh, you know, platoon leaders or squad members who save people? Do they keep account of everyone they save and go run around telling everyone how many lives they saved? No, that's not hero activity. That suggests that you did it so you could say it. That's kind of how do you get your arms around that? He's more concerned with the latest sub-variant. Yeah, I'm more worried about the constant other stuff that keeps coming out. But anyway, we're going to see an uptick in infections. Why? I, I thought this, everyone got poked. I thought that was supposed to curb all this. He acknowledged that coup fatigue is set in against many Americans, but urged people to get poked and boosted. Yeah, I think pretty much everyone is that is, 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 and everyone that isn't, isn't. I can't imagine new people lining up to get the poke now. The, the water's never been more, more murky, at least according to people that I talk to. There's a ton of people that I, you know, that I talk to. And it's all anecdotal, you know, but like, you know, I wonder what the completion rate is after that th second. How many people went back for their third boosters, you know, or their fourth? or their fifth, or whatever it needs to be now, you know? This is a man that views himself as a god. That is the man who needs the deepest scrutiny imaginable. And last up today, epic meltdown over Hogwarts Legacy setting sales record as woke boycott fails of game. What? Video game news? What? Yes, it's been a while since I had much to say about the Vidya games. Well, I can tell you that in 2023, I'm hoping to play a little bit more of those said Vidya games. And one of the most, most highly anticipated games, one of the games with the biggest ceiling, in my opinion, is, of course, Hogwarts Legacy, the Harry Potter-esque world, open world RPG uh, that really, the sky's the limit. You have games like World of Warcraft where they're open world or Final Fantasy where they're building on established lore and video game lore. But Harry Potter, for example, is a, a, a world that was built from the books that became cinematic in the movies and became a cultural piece for most millennials uh, and even Gen Z. Uh, but most people uh, love the game. Most people love the movies. I think they hold up decently. I didn't watch them this year. I normally watch them uh, like around Christmas time. And something about like the little kids, like it, it doesn't, it feels like little kidsy still um, to rewatch, but I guess they, they still kind of hold up. Just not as well as like Lord of the Rings, for example. But um, I've got a lot of interest in this series. Of course, anything attached to JK Rowling these days is the literal worst thing ever. And this backlash, this attempted boycott of this game has completely backfired. Hogwarts legacy phobia controversy fuels Reddit drama. Now, generally, I view myself as a simple man. 
if Kotaku says don't buy the game, I pre-ordered the deluxe edition. But I found myself feeling a little less enthusiastic about that after just blindly backing things um, because the wrong people don't like that. I think you should buy games that you like, not to own the libs, because you end up buying a bunch of crap that way. You end up with a bunch of crappy products that enter the market to, quote, own the libs that, that succeed that rightfully don't necessarily deserve to. But this particular product, the Harry Potter open world, I mean, really, really has a, all, I mean, a Harry Potter world game like this could seriously have uh, a high ceiling. Like, I, I'm not going to say like World of Warcraft or anything like that, but I mean, the world is that big. It's that expansive. It's that deep that the game could be huge. Now, it could just be a flash in the pan, uh, but I think people are absolutely willing to give it a, a, a go right now. And you see basically Kotaku uh, writing nonstop uh, hit pieces about it. You see like um, all these people, these beautiful hot takes. Like after JK Rowling on Christmas <laughs> replied, Merry Turfmas. Uh, you see, do not buy that Hogwarts game. The people who worked so hard on it already have been paid and will not be getting paid more if you purchase it. But this piece of S will F JK Rowling. Or you see this Sierra, whatever this post went kind of viral. Uh, I mean this with every fiber of my being. F you if you buy Hogwarts Legacy. Um, okay. Um, sure. Um, don't really care. Uh, you know, I'll buy the game if it, if it's good, if it looks, you know, if it looks good, you had something like, I don't know, a million signatures on one of these, like, you know, internet petitions to, to, to boycott the game and all this kind of stuff, but it's not working. The excitement for this game's never been higher. People are pumped for this game. Will J.K. Rowling profit from Hogwarts Legacy? Even Charlie Intel with this lame social justice crap. Like, um, you know, like, uh, J.K. Rowling will profit from Hogwarts Legacy sales. The Harry Potter IP is still under her ownership, and Rowling will be granted royalties from its sales, thus making money from every Hogwarts Legacy purchase. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, golly. I mean, the game's got to be good, right? I'm not telling people to go out and just buy it because it'll own SJWs, although that is funny. Um, you have even this, like these hot takes, like, yes, streaming Hogwarts Legacy will empower JK Rowling. Yes, even if you fundraise while doing it, you're platforming the intellectual property of Harry Potter, which is where JK Rowling gets her cultural capital. If you denounce JK Rowling, please be consistent and don't promote her stuff. I mean, uh, unironically promoting the game, 6,000 likes, you know, like, I, and all this does, if you look at a lot of the, you know, such a horrible take just because JK Rowling is transphobic means an entire generation of people can't publicly enjoy the franchise they grew up on. The developers that put thousands of hours into the game shouldn't be getting recognition, play the game, stream the game, support the devs. You're welcome to obviously not purchase things too. I mean, certainly if you want to stick it to JK Rowling, um, go ahead. And the media can gaslight all they want, but this game's going to sell like hotcakes. It's going to be like butterbeer. It's going to be, it's going to be huge. And, and really, if the game is good, 
okay, if the game is actually good, it could be the biggest game of the year. Uh, probably not bigger than Call of Duty's yearly release, but it would be very, very large. You see, December 20th, J.K. Rowling responded to a trans YouTuber's call to boycott a new, Hog the new, Ho a new Hogwarts video game. It didn't go out like how they purposely don't call it Hogwarts Legacy. J.K. Rowling is at it again. This time, the Harry Potter author picked a fight with Jesse Earle, a 30-year-old YouTuber who recently called for fans to boycott an upcoming video game over the author's well-documented anti-trans rhetoric. I feel like her rhetoric is more like pro-biology, but, you know, whatever. Um, when I saw J.K. Rowling tweet about me, I knew I had to be sort of prepared. Earl, who used the moniker Jesse Gender on YouTube, told BuzzFeed, she was seeing trans, the trans person boogeyman that she created in her head and believing that she, that really what the trans community is. Well, I mean, the people that posted her address and posted threats on her life and showed up at her house and things like that. That people? Those people? She wrote, I will not begrudge anyone their love or of past works or things they already own that they take comfort in. I own the first nine movies and all seven books myself. But any support of something like Hogwarts Legacy's harmful. What? What? And of course, J.K. Rowling is deeply disappointed. Jesse Jenner doesn't realize PureThink is incompatible with owning anything connected with me in any form. The truly righteous wouldn't just burn their books and movies, but the local library, anything with an owl on it, and their pet dogs. I mean, she's right. And, like, don't forget that J.K. Rowling is a leftist. She is, like, a, you know, everybody taking all the migrants and all this kind of stuff. And, like, you know, from her mansion where she takes in zero. Th this is who J.K. Rowling is. She's a, a standard block stock liberal. And it's like you have these ridiculous uh, people saying, oh, you know, Make sure you make sure that you don't buy this game. This is free advertising. The game's got to be good for me. I'm not going to like run out and buy it just to own the libs. And I'm not going to tell people to go buy it to own the libs. I think you should enjoy things and buy things that deserve to be bought. Because ultimately, long term, if you're just supporting things for ideological reasons, you end up with crap products. But you see... Uh, Paul Tassie, right? J.K. Rowling mocks trans gamer for Hogwarts legacy comments. No, she wasn't mocking her. It's like this headline is built for lib retweets. She's not allowed to respond to somebody demanding they boy boycott their game and that their IP is actively harming them. This is like the whole thing with um, read another book. You know what I mean? Like one of the original you know, founders or the creators of, of this project essentially got run off. Now, he did make a decision to step away, allegedly, but um, he was posting pro-gamer sentiment YouTube videos and the internet found that and they didn't like it. Well, I can tell you that pre-sales for this game are ex enormously high. I don't, know, I don't know how the game will hit for me from like a nostalgia perspective, but it's got to have, like, I remember there was one Lord of the Rings game I really liked. I don't remember what it was, but there was like one Battle for Middle Earth, maybe. Or it was like, oh, this is like kind of like playing in the books or in the movie. And I really got into it. Now, is, you know, what's Hogwarts Legacy's long-term plan? 
you know, it's an open world action RPG. I mean, are they going to have DLC down the line? Are they going to have, I mean, they have so much content. They've got the Hufflepuff common room, the Slytherin common room. They've got mounts in the game, which almost certainly will open themselves up to DLC related things like that. Um, but like the game looks pretty good. It, it's obviously going to be pretty popular uh, coming from Avalanche and Warner Brothers games. The, the, the desperate attempts and meltdowns to get people to boycott this game have done nothing but propel it to the to front and center. And February 10th, when it comes out, I'll be watching closely. Um, you know, I'm not going to pre-order any more games. I did that for Cyberpunk and well, that didn't work out. Um, but it's certainly on my radar to try out and I'm not above a day one purchase if the game is good. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to do well. And I think people should continue to seethe about it all they want because it's free advertising. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you leave a like on it. We'll talk to you again real soon.